Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. Let's do a preview of Hogwarts Legacy, the video game. movie and gaming friends welcome back to the show james and i as we've been saying have branched out into gaming and the first game we're gonna buy is hogwarts legacy well we've been playing games already but we got the ps5 a couple months ago in december for christmas and i've been playing the last of us anthony's been playing assassin's creed valhalla so we're getting back into the gaming world after many many people telling us to do it especially a lot of our patrons and discord members have finally convinced us to start gaming again thanks to calvin cam for the games yeah calvin thank you so much for sending us a bunch of stuff that we really appreciate it and we got the ps5 specifically well i got it because i wanted to play hogwarts legacy like finally going to hogwarts as a student the dream that we've had since we were children and growing up with the books and movies and rereading them a thousand times and rewatching the movies 60 times each to finally live the the dream and the life of a student at Hogwarts sounds so enthralling and exciting. And I've been ecstatic about this game ever since I, I heard about it like five months ago. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is crazy. And we're so excited. And, and we're, we're getting the digital deluxe edition. So it's coming, uh, the disc version in the mail. Supposedly... We're going to be able to play it February 7th if you have the pre-orders, but if you have the digital deluxe, you can play on February 6th at at night in like on the West Coast at 9 p.m., but then it's midnight seven, it's midnight on February 7th on the East Coast, so you can actually technically play as soon as it turns February 7th on the East Coast. Is there, you are. Is there a bonus features we get for the disc? So yeah, we get like the, I'm pretty sure we get the Thestral Mounts and nice. the the dark arts battle arena as well as like a, a mask or whatever but like that stuff's not super important to me i just want to play it asap you get the 72 hour early access window amazing for 10 extra dollars which i'm like yeah of course i'm gonna get that but there's so many things to get into about why we're so excited about this game the anticipation is is immense are, are things that we're most excited about and also you know potential cons that could come with this game and we're also going to be doing video game episodes going forward we're gonna James is going to review The Last of Us. He's more than halfway through that game. I'm going to review Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And then we're going to be doing probably weekly, if we can, Hogwarts Legacy episodes, keeping up to date with what we're doing, what we like most about the game. And we can do all sorts of fun episodes going forward as well. I'm looking at possibly playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And that game looks really, really interesting to me and intriguing. I love the Wild West. To be able to live that life would be a lot of fun. So stay tuned. We're going to be having a lot more video game content going forward to try and add it to the show, to add a new branch to what we're making uh, for Raiders of the Lost podcast. So we have a lot of fun stuff going on. But for Hogwarts Legacy, I'm just so excited. I I made my profile on WizardingWorld.com. I am a Ravenclaw. I have a Bloodhound Patronus. And I have a 14.5-inch Hawthorn Wand. Now, 14.5 inches actually way above average. (laughs) (laughs) Not surprised. (laughs) Anything over 14 inches is very rare, so, I mean, just say it, I'm packing. <laughs> Congratulations, Anthony. I think it's just such a cool feature and really ingenious, and it really makes audiences, and for me as a fan, to really connect with the game more, to be able to put my personal profile into the game. That way, it's 
I'm going to be Ravenclaw House. I'm going to get that wand, the 14 and a half inches <coughs> Hawthorne wand, and then I'm going to get that Bloodhound Patronus. It really means a lot that the thing, the all the things that amounted to me as a personality, they are being translated into the game. And to be able to actively play with that, I think is such a fun feature as well as the really intricate and very specific character design that they have. So what Anthony's talking about is you can make an account on, what is it, Warner Brothers? WizardingWorld.com. WizardingWorld.com. You can connect that to your uh, PlayStation gaming account or whatever gaming account you have. And it's then, a WB gaming account that you connect it to. That's it. And then you bring that over and you connect that to your Hogwarts Legacy game, and it'll bring over your house, your wand, and whatever robes of your, like, special robes for your house, which is really cool. So you don't have to do it, but you can if you want. In terms of the Patronus, there's been no confirmation of even using Expecto Patronum or the spell, the Patronus Charm in the game at all. There's no confirmation of whether you'll be battling the mentors. They've been featured in the trailer, but no one knows yet. So it seems like that might be something that potentially be a DLC later on or maybe in number oh, two. Oh, they'll be in it. If there's a sequel. It's in the trailer. Yeah, but you never, there's no confirmation of using the charm. And, and they've already said that your Patronus won't transfer into the game, even though that's what you've uh. been chosen. So your Bloodhound won't be there. And I got a dragon, so I'm So what I said isn't true. But so I'm disappointed. Damn. So I'm disappointed by that, and yeah, I had to set the record straight. But there's still so much to really look forward to in this game. Obviously, Quidditch is not going to be in Hogwarts Legacy, which is a huge con for a lot of people. For me personally, not that big of a deal. And you know, we've talked about it. Not every student, even at Hogwarts, gets to play Quidditch. It's, I think, something that will be added. I'm sure in a year or so, another maybe potential DLC or for the second game. I'm sure they'll make a sequel based on the already huge success this game is becoming. It's topping the charts immediately, even before it's been released. So I'm not too worried about Quidditch not being in the game because you can still fly. You can fly around the Quidditch pitch. Recently, a bunch of YouTubers and gamers and influ influencers were flown out to different Warner Brothers headquarters in London, New York City, and LA, I think, where they got to play Hogwarts Legacy and they were able to record some of their, their gameplay and made a bunch of videos and content. And there are so many videos on YouTube right now of undisturbed gameplay of like 20 30 minutes straight of people doing quests and missions or just whatever they want to do some people flew around hogwarts the whole time and just explored some people did quests which i, I think was smart for some of these people to do different things and not just all do the same thing so you could see different parts of hogwarts and, and different abilities you'll have there's confirmation also of swimming and eventually i believe you can also dive at some point in hogwarts legacy i believe that was confirmed by a dev so there's just so much information out there right now about hogwarts legacy the gameplay but there's also a bunch of leaks that you got to be careful when you're out there that you don't want something to get spoiled that could be really important because some people have gotten this game it is out there copies have been getting shipped out codes have been give, been get, getting given out to people for testing and as well as for playing and not everyone's being great about keeping it to themselves. And so there are spoilers out there for Hogwarts Legacy's narrative and storyline that you might not want to check out. So make sure you're being very cautious of what videos you're watching. And if you're on Reddit, especially be careful down there. Oh, so some people got like advanced copies yeah. of the game. And there's an embargo where yeah. then they can talk about it. I read on Wednesday at 6 a.m. the embargo is released so that people can say whatever they want about the game. But until then, the embargo's up. Which is pretty cool because that's, you know still like day of and a lot of people aren't buying this game until they see the reviews but i'm confident enough that it's going to be good enough that i'm still going to enjoy it even if it's not an incredible game it doesn't have to be the best game of all time but what's really enticing me in addition to it's stunning the, the visuals for this rpg it's not the best game you've ever seen in your life but it looks incredible but the character customization seems so much fun but also the narrative seems excellent you know we have this 
these different houses and students that we're interacting with. We have different companions from each house. We so far know of at least three or four that are part of a main quest storylines that they'll have in terms of Sebastian Sallow and Slytherin, Nutsionai and Gryffindor, Poppy Sweeting and Hufflepuff. We have a couple other companions we we know about in Ravenclaw, but they're not supposed to be quest companions. They're just kind of in the game. I'm sure there'll be more that we discover as we play the game. I'm sure we've only seen a couple handfuls of sand of what this game actually is in terms of a beach of content and things to do and quests. And Simon Pegg has a role in the game. Yeah, he's playing the headmaster. Which is a lot of Phineas fun. Phineas Nigellus Black, yeah. the, an ancestor of Sirius Black. Yeah, super fun to have an actor that we all love and respect to be in the game. It's just fantastic. And I am extremely excited to be able to explore the Hogwarts grounds from the video footage I've seen. The amount of detail they put into the castle is just monumental, and the the dorm rooms look fabulous, each one of them. And uh, I think I can't wait to see the Ravenclaw dorms because I'm a Ravenclaw. But the Gryffindor one looks really great. the The Hufflepuff one looks like it might be the coolest one with all the all the. Can I clarify? Or common rooms. Common, common rooms. rooms. Thank sorry. you. Thank you. Sorry, common rooms. I was going to say, someone's like, it's called a common room, Anthony. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> Harry Potter fan, my I ass. Subscribe. <laughs> the common rooms look really remarkable. The uh, the stunning detail, and uh, I love them all. And from what I've read, is we're going to be able to, at certain points, be able to enter the other common rooms that aren't our personal house. So I can't wait to be able to explore all the other common rooms. Slytherin looks like it has the best entrance with the snake uh, moving out of the way of the door. Ravenclaw probably has the best views of the castle because it's up high on the on the Ravenclaw Tower. You can see the entire landscape surrounding Hogwarts. And I really liked the extension of the Defense Against the Dark Arts Tower. I'm trying to remember in the book if it's described that way or if it's just like a couple of rooms, a couple of classrooms. But the Defense Against the Dark Arts Tower is really gorgeous. It's got it's made of like this really shiny marble of different colors, it just feels like so different in a good way compared to the the stone of the castle. And I really like the design of that. I can't wait to explore that tower in particular. And what's really cool is all all over the castle, all over the every hallway, every room, every nook and cranny seems to have quite a lot of interactability, whether it be side quests or riddles or puzzles or things you can interact with, clues you can gather. Uh, you can gather, I think, skills uh, along the way as well. So it's really remarkable how interactive they've made the castle. So you can just walk around and just explore, but also you can get pretty heavy into the side quests just wandering around as well. It's a character in itself, which yeah. it really is in the books as well. It's a stronghold of ancient magic, which is a major theme of this game. Your character is 15 years old. We're not sure if they were a squib or if they were part of the magical community. They knew of wizards and maybe they just didn't have their powers awoken yet. But something happens. You've survived some sort of incident and you're going to Hogwarts for the first time. As a 15-year-old, we'll find out soon enough whether you knew about the wizarding world or not or whether you're not you had magic or were a squib or were raised by humans. We don't know yeah, yet. I will say, just to cut you off for a second, so of the everyone who was able to play the game, for I think they were given a two-hour window to play the game, they were not allowed to post anything about the in introducing storyline of your character. I wonder if they even saw that. They did. They okay. just weren't allowed. They were not allowed allowed to show anything about that. I'm super curious because we are in London. That's when the character, like we saw the trailer, the owl brings you the the, the letter, and it's in London. So you're living in London, I'm assuming, but we don't know what you're. you're were you a Muggle? Were you living with Muggles? We don't know yet. I'm assuming, yeah. 
And we don't know whether you'll be taking the train or not for sure, or whether you'll be going to different parts of Diagon Alley besides Gringotts. We're not sure about that yet as well. But that's what that's the explanation of why we're going to Hogwarts at, at 15. And obviously, this gives We've us had like an encounter with dark magic or something? something so we've yeah. survived an incident. Okay. And it awakened magic inside like of Harry. us. And this, yeah. Well, Harry was already. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. I, but like he, he survived inc- an incident. Yeah, and you know we're something of a celebrity though around the school. Everybody knows oh. about what happened. So oh. maybe we were attacked by a dark wizard or something, and we survived the incident. And are we ancient oh, magic was awakened up inside of us, and we're going to Hogwarts. And I think this is a great decision because it gives us the opportunity for older gamers. And people to relate to the character it gives us more mature situations to be put inside of and makes more sense for us using ancient dark magic and more advanced spells versus a first, second, third year who can't really even do Leviosa. <laughs> yeah, you can barely do that kind of stuff. And of course, it's not that I think some people are like, how did you catch up to the to the students when just such a short amount of time? It's a video game, but also, you know, they came up with a great idea where the Ministry of Magic has loaned us this book and this book is a way for us to kind of get uh, a quick learning, quick learning on magic to come up, get up to speed with the rest of the students, as well as learning things around the castle. This magic book. for dummies, basically, <laughs> <laughs> magic for dummies is a great way to put it. And this book will, it's kind of, it's in the pause menu, and it's the field guide, and it's where we're storing all of our information, our inventories, and collecting different pages of this book that are wandering and floating around, and we discover them, and we learn different techniques and spells about the wizarding world. And it's a good explanation of like how can a 15-year-old be thrust at Hogwarts and, and keep up with everybody. And so there's a there's an overarching storyline, obviously, like in all RPGs, but there's a lot of side things that you can do. One of my favorite things that I'm really looking forward to doing is uh, making my own vivarium, where I can you can save, rescue... And raise up, heal animals, all sorts of magical beasts in this vivarium inside of the room of requirement. You can also use this room for brewing potions. Some brew, some potions, like we know, take a long time to brew. Uh, obviously, things like I think that means we're going to use some brews that can transform us. If you know what I'm talking about, so <laughs> it's fun to see that we can. There's a space, and things take a certain amount of time to do. It takes a certain amount of time to cure an animal or to raise an animal up it takes a certain amount of time to brew a certain potion or to grow a certain kind of plant i like this uh use of time in the gameplay and i just think it's so much fun it's kind of like they're throwing in the aspects of newt's commander and what makes that character special and putting it into this world that we are so familiar with and love and the animals that we're raising will offer us different ingredients we need for specific potions so it's we're definitely use, using polyjuice potions it's something you do not want to neglect in terms of taking care of your animals in in your when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Of your Fantastic Beasts in your vivarium. But more things that I'm really excited about, I think first off is the character creator where you have so much customization and so many things you can do to your character when it comes to hair color, hair design, hair styles, your your complexion, your skin color, your eyes, your nose, your facial features. There's so many templates. There's so many customizable options. It's it's going to be incredible to actually really create an, a really close replica of yourself if you want on screen or any kind of person you want, but also you can get fun with it and do something interesting. Like I, I might at first go the route of let me design myself as much as I can that looks like me, but then like why not have some fun with it and do something really cool that I, I want to see all the options and play around with it. That might take me a few hours just to figure out what I want my, my character to look like. And you can change it up at like Hogsmeade. There'll be a barbershop. You can change your hairstyle and stuff like that. You can get different glasses and whatnot. And you can upgrade glasses as well. How long is your hair going to be in the game? I'm not sure yet. It might go super long. <laughs> I might, I might you go. Should. I might like go like uh, uh, Gohan, serious, Goku, serious black Goku when he's like the monkey Super Saiyan with like the super long hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm very excited about the character customization. And then you can also change the pitch of your voice, how deep you want your voice. Yeah, a male female voice spoken as well as. You can select your difficulty. I'm gonna probably go the the normal difficulty just to have fun. And, We're still kind of new. Yeah, I mean, it, I want to have a good time. Yeah. I don't want to die every every hour <laughs> that I play the game. But you can die in this game, and the the combat looks terrific. But there are ways that you can perish, which is really interesting and fascinating. It's gonna be so fun to be just like a teenager running around Avada Kedavering things. I don't know how often you'll be able to use Avada Kedavra, but you can use dark magic if you choose to learn it in specific quests. I love all the memes online that people are making. <laughs> like as soon as uh, the, I saw one where the first time a Hufflepuff student walks past me, Avada Kedavra! <laughs> I saw someone cut the scene. Would you like anything from the trolleys? <laughs> it's so funny. It's funny every time. So I doubt you'll be able to like use oh, it. I'm on sorry. Students. The best one was Anakin in Attack of the Clones after he killed all the people in the village. He's he's, he's telling uh, he's telling Natalie Portman's character. <laughs> he's I like, killed them. I killed them. Even the children, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm obviously you can't walk around Hogwarts. Padme, sorry, Padme. <laughs> Natalie Portman's character. I didn't even realize that's what he said. I couldn't think of it. Come on, man. <laughs> Anyways, but I, I doubt you can't like just walk around Hogwarts of cadavering people. But you can still like use any kind of spell you want, pretty much at any time when you're wandering Hogwarts. However, they won't. I don't think they'll work on students or anything. As it just NPCs. bounces off. I think them. It's, yeah, yeah. the NPCs will just bounce off them and. If you use dark magic around them, I think it'll build your notoriety in terms of people talking smack about you and not wanting to hang out with you. But I'm not sure how much the decisions will affect you in terms of the storyline going towards the end of the film of the sh- of the game narratively. Kind of like uh, what's the game you're gonna play after Red Dead? Red Redemption. Dead. Like that's a game where you I can believe- become a a bad outlaw or a good outlaw. Yeah. So your yeah. decisions affect yeah. the outcome of the game and your character going forward. I don't know how much of that will be in Hogwarts Legacy. Well, I read one of the uh, creative directors of the game said that it won't have a major effect because they said that uh, they don't want the ending to really change and you feel like you've been judged for being bad. 
is basically what they said. Yeah, I think it's obviously, yeah, it's Warner Brothers property, and they're, this yeah. is kind of going to be canonically part of the Wizarding World now. That's their goal, and I'm sure they're going to try to make shows and movies and stuff based off kind they of— They can't be like, there's a massacre in Hogwarts, <laughs> and like everybody you, was killed in 1894. Dead. <laughs> 1890, everyone's dead. <laughs> Slaughtered by a 15-year-old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They exactly. have to explain that. So no matter what, at the end of the day, if there's a battle of Hogwarts or whatever, or war, you're going to be the hero, even if you've taken the path of learning dark magic. I don't think you'll be a baddie, or they'll let you be a baddie. It's, Speaking it's their of, biggest property. Can you explain the war that's going on with Ranrock? So Ranrock is leading a goblin rebellion, but we don't know too many details about it because there seems to be plenty of goblins that don't agree with go- with uh, Ranrock's um, goblin views. rebellion and yeah. his views because obviously Greengrotts is still run by goblins and you interact with them. There are plenty of goblins, but there are also goblins that you seem to be being chased by or, or battling in the game as well. So the Goblin Rebellion is going to be a backdrop of the game. We don't know if it's going to be the main antagonizing force in terms of Ranrock coming after you. There's no confirmation yet, but he seems to be, if not the number one villain, a major villain in the game. And the combat looks fantastic, and it looks like we're fighting a bunch of baddies all over the place. What I really like is it looks like you're seriously murking people. Like you're blowing people up, you're lighting them on fire, you're turning them to ashes and bits. You're electrocuting them. You are messing these people up. So it looks like you're really becoming a lethal force in the combat of the game. And also, the combat looks really fun, very interactive. Uh, from what I can tell, it looks like it's pretty similar to the game I'm playing right now in terms of how you can control everything and how you operate the combat. It looks pretty fluid and much more energetic than what I was thinking, how you can make like combo moves and build on your spells over and over again. And it just looks like a really big highlight for what I've been seeing from... All the reviewers and all the influencers who have played the game, they've been saying that the combat is one of the best parts of the game. They're saying that it's complex, but it's fun at the same time. It's challenging, which, you know, you kind of want. It's like kind of a hard thing to come up with. You can have, was it, 20 slottable spells. How do you make that function on a controller? It seems like it'll take a little getting used to, but then once you figure it out, it'll probably be really function wise really terrific to 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 use it's all repetition yeah. yeah so you get yeah. used to it but like you don't want it to be too easy but you also want it to be complex enough where you have so many different options of spells and spells will have cooldown phases depending on the power of the spell or in like the dark magic ones obviously will have a longer cooldown phase so after you use it you have to wait until it charges back up to be able to use it so you can't just avada kedavra everyone to death at like 24 <laughs> 7 this is obviously going to be a challenge here so i think that the the combat's going to be a lot of fun. Everything we've seen looks terrific. As well as I love the concept of like a dueling club at Hogwarts that's kind of run secretly by the students. By a 12-year-old. Like a lot of fun. <laughs> I love it. Lucan runs it. So all these fun little mini games, which are really smart ways to get you really good at combat because in the other games, they would normally kind of have you do storyline sort of stuff to get good at the combat and the spells. Like I think it was order the Phoenix. You're at Grimmel place with Sirius and he's teaching you how to com- do the combat in that game and other, other games did it differently. But I, I like the concept of we're getting you to Hogwarts before you're even doing anything crazy magic wise. And while you're there, you're going to learn how to do combat and duel. And also the, the landscape looks fantastic and it, Looks like the world is pretty big and extensive outside of Hogwarts grounds, and you can obviously go to Hogsmeade, but it looks like we can explore quite a bit. We're not sure exactly how far we can go. All the people who have got advanced access to play the game, there were boundaries around the Hogwarts grounds, but it looks like from the trailers and some of the footage, we can go pretty far outside the grounds, explore these landscapes and environments around the area, and I'm sure we can do lots of 
interaction interactivity with plants we can gather things we need for our potions as well as rescue animals and i think the poacher storyline is going to be poachers are going to be pretty heavily featured in this game as side quests i think the poachers will maybe play a major far, major part of exploring outside hogwarts especially with your companions as well specifically with natsai onai who there's a trailer quest with you and a hippogriff who you're saving from poachers it looks like as well as poppy sweeting is very much involved in magical beasts and the protection of them and poaching seems to be a huge problem in the wizarding world back here in 1890 it seems like a huge major thematic element in the narrative as well as the story where you know we see we've seen some quest videos where you're sneaking up around uh different villains and but in the backdrop of that environment there is there are two dragons just fighting because they're chained up and this is kind of like chicken fighting a a dragon fight and so it seems like poaching is going to be something that you're going to play a huge part of in reducing and eliminating as much as you can from the wizarding world which is really incredible it's a great idea to it's a great way to infuse magical beasts into the wizarding world like we've never seen before because of how lackluster that representation has been in the magical world when it comes to all the films and books especially too but even specifically with the fantastic beasts movies which are you call the fantastic beasts but we hardly really ever We're see them the narratively city. they're not really narratively yeah. part of the story until the third one even though newt's got his briefcase which is really cool but outside of that that seems like fluff to the storyline but now the magical beasts are playing an important role in the narrative of your story and your legacy and there's a magical beast in the trailer the cinematic trailer where i was like oh is this in the game and it's the spiders in the forest like the giant oh, spiders yeah. And I'm like, oh, is there going to be a quest where we have to fight off the giant spiders in the Forbidden Forest? Because sign me up, that sounds wild. And I th- I hope if that's in the trailer, it's going to end up being in the game. It must be, because it, it's pretty prominently featured in the trailer, that shot. You know what I'm talking about? No, yeah. And that, that's been a huge debate about people with the game is, canonically, Hagrid was the first person to bring the Acromantula to the Forbidden Forest with Aragog. Aragog! Aragog! King of the Arachnid, though the body will decay, <laughs> the spirit will linger on. The pincers. Now, canonically, is that true? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that there weren't Acromantula before Hagrid got there and they kind of maybe died out. Maybe that happens in this game where Hagrid thought you, he was you the massacre first. them. Maybe he thought he was the first one to bring them there. Maybe it's a different kind of giant spider. You know, it's the magical world. Yeah. Also, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> fuck, fuck it, it, fuck it. <laughs> I want to fight some giant spiders. Yeah, same, man. Same. But I want this game to be scary, so I'm really excited about that because the darker and scarier it is, the more excited I'll be because in the early marketing for this game in terms of like the end of last year, they were really going hard with the dark magic stuff with those trailers, and we saw about a lot of Inferi and the spiders and obviously and everything, but the last couple months, that stuff's been kind of just like under the radar. No one's talking about it lately. So it's it's. I think it's something that they're saving now and they, they introduced it early to get people really excited. But now they're kind of hiding. I bet you it's going to be a lot darker than people think. I think they wanted to show off the bat that it wasn't going to be like super friendly and super safe. And they. I think that's the first thing they wanted to showcase. That it would be darker, that it would be more serious in tone and more adult. And I think that's what really got people excited when they saw the Inferior, when they saw people using the Crucio. And so... I suppose that the marketing changed to being like an all-compassing of welcome back to Hogwarts kind of thing. I think it was smart to showcase the darker stuff really early to really showcase like we have dark elements in this game. It's not all going to be fun. 
the professors. Well, seem, it will be fun, but the, you know, <laughs> the professors seem really interesting and fun as well. We got a bunch of classes that we can take. We can take charms, defense against the dark arts, herbology. We can also. I'm not sure. Actually, yeah, we can take that. We can take. Yeah, the a Weasley. A Weasley is the herbology. Yeah, professor. so yeah, uh, there. No, the Weasley is not herbology. She's just got red hair, Anthony. Come on. Mrs. Weasley is the deputy headmistress. Oh. Oh. All right. I thought she was herbology. They both have red hair. Oh, I got him. I, I'm thinking the red haired teacher is a Weasley, but it's not. It's what you're saying. So, not every red haired person <laughs> is not is not a Weasley, Anthony. Red hair? Hand me down close. Freckles? Vacant expressions on the face? You must, must be, be the Weasley. There is a, a Weasley, though. She is the deputy headmistress to head, headmaster Phineas Nigelus Black. Now, canonically, this mean, he was a headmaster. He's also the most unpopular headmaster. It seems to be most of the students probably hate Phineas Nigelus Black, except for us Slytherins. That's right, I'm Slytherin. Probably love the guy to death. He's probably, he's probably the goat of all time. <laughs> yeah, before Voldy. <laughs> but honestly, but but we've done a bunch of research and and we tried to we did a Hogwarts Legacy podcast a while ago that we had to shut down, but we talked about in an episode how canonically there was a serious black at school at the same time as Nigelus Black was headmaster. It was his I think it was his grandson or either his son was serious black and serious black the first and he was a student at the same time he was headmaster. So, canonically, there should be a Sirius Black at Hogwarts in Hogwarts Legacy, which I think that he will be, and they are keeping a tight lip about it. Nepo, baby. Nepo, baby. <laughs> everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> and what's really cool is that you can visit Hogsmeade pretty much what it looks like whenever you want. You can uh, eventually even do this side quest with the haunted store. You solve that quest, you finish that, and you can end up owning a store and running it in some kind of shop. We're not sure exactly what you'll be selling. It seems like threads, yeah. clothing, and maybe butterbeer possibly. But it looks like you could be the proprietor of your own business as a 15-year-old, which is pretty fun. It's awesome. And you, it's really cool that they're not restricting when you can go to Hogsmeade, it seems like. It seems like maybe you'll have to unlock it somehow. I think that you'll still have to take the underground tunnel maybe to get there or the or you can go just, or, or use the charm to go invisible but you can just fly anywhere so yeah, that's true maybe yeah. at nighttime you'll have to use more more uh, uh secret methods to get around but generally you can just hop on a broom anytime which is really cool you can mount your broom anytime you want you just press a button and you get, get you hop on your room except for when you're swimming i believe you cannot mount but you can correct you can dismount over water and jump in and like land in water fun which is really cool and there's also i think certain points in quest where they won't let you mount because you're supposed to be near you're near something that you have to look at. So if you're if you're on a certain kind of quest, you can't mount your broom. Something I'm I'm so excited to hear though is the music. We've gotten a little taste of it. We've gotten some tracks, the the fireplace loop uh, music, which we're, I hear we're when you shower and I, I hear love playing. The, I, there's a great play. loop that I found, and it's like an hour of just. The, oh, can you send that music. to me? Yeah, it's, it's terrific. Yeah. But I believe they recorded thirty hours of music for this game. And whoa. It's absolutely sensational because it fits so well in with Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, the films. It sounds like the style John Williams created for the movies because Prisoner of Azkaban still sounds great, but he went a little more jazzy, a little more new wave. And then obviously the, that was the last one he did. And there are thematic elements of John Williams' score in the rest of the films, but some of them really deteriorated, um, not deteriorated, but they deterred, deterred from the themes of Harry Potter. There's even a, a Harry Potter movie where I don't even think we heard it in Order of the Phoenix, the Harry Potter, except for the opening. You mean the worst Harry Potter movie? Yeah, so <laughs> there are a lot of, there's a lot of music in the Harry Potter world after John Williams' departure that I loved, but also some that I didn't love because it really just 
went in a completely different direction. It ultimately never felt the same. Never felt quite never the same. Never did. That's one of my favorite parts about those first two movies is the music. It's so incredible. And they've done a terrific job capturing the atmosphere with the in, the same kind of instruments, same kind of themes. That's what's big. They're using the same instruments that John Williams likes to compose with. And you can hear the Hedwig's theme in there in different parts of the game as well. Oh, really? but, but I think they really did a terrific job so far from what I've heard with capturing the essence of the first two films and just fitting that music into a, another world and expanding on it. I'll have to listen to that. I'm really curious to hear it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about the music specifically as yeah. well. Are you? I, I'm... So you're Slytherin, and that's in the dungeons. Hufflepuff is near the kitchens? Yeah. And then Gryffindor, obviously, is um, off the stairwell. And then Ravenclaw, common room is in Ravenclaw Tower. I wonder if, because of your companions, you'll be able to go to the other common rooms. But my question is, so your companions are Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, and Slytherin. From that we know of. That we now. know of. And so far they haven't announced a Ravenclaw companion, have they? Not an official one in terms of like a quest storyline, yeah. but there could still be. So that's my question is for people who aren't Ravenclaw like me, like I'll already be in Ravenclaw Tower. My guess is with your companions, you'll be able to go to their common rooms. But if you're not a Ravenclaw, how will you be able to go to the Ravenclaw common rooms? That's my question. I think that the only way you'll be going to other common rooms is if it's via stealth in part of a quest at mm-hmm. night oh yeah a quest yeah because i think that whatever house you're in you're you're stuck with that because there is yeah. a ravenclaw companion his name is amit now but it was described as not being like a quest kind of companion he's just kind of there as a friend he's just there but there are plenty <laughs> of other, but there are plenty of other characters that yeah. are that have potential to be companions that you see um regularly like, in the trailers like it, they're not mandatory companions more so like they're just side quests that yeah you can so choose. like even so the the actor who played lee jordan he was played by hold on one second his because he's also in the game oh, which cool. is so cool to bring him back so lee jordan is played by luke youngblood now he plays a character that is a ravenclaw and he's one of the guys in glasses that's kind of in the background a lot. Is he going to be a, a Ravenclaw companion for quests? We don't know. Mm-hmm. I think the game is a lot bigger than people think. Yeah. And the cool thing about these quests with these companions, they're optional. You can do them if you don't want to, but it doesn't affect technically the narrative of the ending narrative of the story. Obviously, you'll want to do them because they're probably going to be super fun as well as the things you'll get in terms of maybe learning spells and and upgrading your 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 character x points whatever if they're going to do experience points so there, of, there's going to be experience points there's going to be different abilities and skills that you can develop and these are probably things you're mostly going to learn on these quests and in classes that you don't have to take again they're not mandatory so i think that there's going to be more quests that we have no idea about because what we've heard from a lot of these people who have already played the game is it's massive there's so much to do but it doesn't feel redundant which i'm really excited about and for 100% completion, it'll probably run you about 80 to 100 hours of gameplay. But just to complete it that's without... That's everything. Yeah, that's every single thing. And that's people who know the game so well playing it. And the main story I read is 35 hours yeah. completion. But that's the devs. Yeah. That's not a normal person. That, like, I'm going to spend five hours just looking around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to swim in the lake for an hour. I was going to be like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> I, I'm curious about uh, the customization because I'm sure with more money you gather or quests you complete, you unlock new things and you can purchase new things. So there are different kinds of robes you can purchase. There are different kinds of robes you can wear. 
Also, maybe you can purchase new broomsticks. Like, maybe you can get, like, a Firebolt or, like, Nimbus 2000 or something. Wouldn't that be fun? Well, those don't exist. Don't exist, yeah. Although, yeah, yeah. I think, I bet you can upgrade your brooms because... They'll have, they'll have upgrades, There are limitations sure. on the broom that you have in terms of when you can do your speed flying. You can fly around pretty flat, fast, but you have a turbo that runs out, obviously, but you can only use the turbo at specific times, and you can't fly too high because you will fall off and you will perish. You can die from your, your broom. And I believe when you're sky high, you can't use your turbo. However, there are other... Other mounts like there's a hippogriff mount as well as obviously when you if you get a thestral they'll be able to fly more consistently and faster at higher altitudes and also you can use them on the ground as a land mount if you want as well so if it's just a mount you can call a hippogriff anytime yeah it'll be the same thing as the broom and he'll your hippogriff will like show up in the middle of hogwarts grounds and you can just ride it yeah it's like it's no it's it's like you pull it out of your bag yeah no, but I'm just saying it's like it's just like a broom where you can use it anytime. Yeah, same thing. That's cool. I thought it was only gonna be for specific times. Yeah, you can. You, just, so you can like walk around Hogwarts ground on a hippogriff, and you can also. <laughs> no use, one will say anything. I don't know about that. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> That's what I'm asking. Yeah, but, um, yeah. We, I'm not 100 percent sure, but you can just call. You can just pull it out of your bag basically uh -huh. anytime, and you can even use it for offensive moves. Oh, nice. That's fun. So you can run with the horse. I wonder if we could shoot spells while flying. I wonder. I bet. Actually, sick. I believe you. the only spell you can use while flying is Revealio. Okay. Which is going to be your bread and butter in this game. Mm -hmm. Revealio is going to be probably your number one spell that you're using as you're walking around because you'll be using Revealio to reveal secrets around the castle, whether it's solving mysteries, puzzles, discovering new things, and you can use it when you're flying. I believe it's the only one. Yeah, it's also going to be useful when you're looking for loot. Getting that booty it'll, it'll show you loot will go will glow yellow. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. And, and then villains will, the villains will be highlighted in the color red. And you'll be able to see them like through walls, a uh, certain number of walls in the distance. Very cool. But I'm so excited. I can't wait to play this game. We get it in just a few days' time. Let's go. So it's going to be uh, quite the busy February. You're going away for five days, so I'm just going to oh, play yeah. this for five days straight. I'm going away to myself. the 13th or 17th, so Anthony will just be home playing Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> I'm going to come back. You're going to have like a wristband. It's going to be like the guy in the South Park episode, the gamer. Mom, bathroom, bathroom, pockets, bathroom. Hot pockets. <laughs> so I'm pretty jealous, but you see, I'm gonna be a neckbeard. No, no, <laughs> but we're ecstatic. Cannot wait. It's gonna be so exciting. And next Saturday, you'll hear our immediate thoughts on it. I'm trying to finish The Last of Us before the game comes. We'll see. I still have maybe I think I'm probably like 30 percent left. I'm I'm just at the uh, university, the science university, you you trying to get to that lab. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, I just got there. I got the flamethrower just now, which is really cool and exciting. I've been riding a horse with Ellie, so hopefully I can finish it in the next few days. I can just, like, bunker down and just do it. But um, cannot wait to play. If it comes, I'm hoping, since we're getting the disc copy and it's getting mailed from GameStop, I'm not sure when exactly it's going to come, whether maybe it'll come February 6th at 9, I mean, at night, possibly, because if you got the digital, you can play. We're on the east, and we're on the Pacific time zone right now. We're in California. You can play on February sixth at nine p.m. in California if you got the download, the digital deluxe. However, we got the disc. Rookie mistake, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> now that we've been playing for we're new a to few this. weeks, we're new. Everybody. I didn't buy it. Jim did. I didn't understand the concept of like, wait, you just download downloaded the game. Online. <laughs> and then Calvin's like, yeah, just download my games, man. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure if it's gonna come the sixth late at night or maybe it'll probably come early in the morning like very early first thing February so. 7th I better which would be sick it's gonna come on the 8th so I'm gonna <laughs> set some time aside but we're gonna, be, we're gonna be standing out by the window all day 
It's like, every time a car comes by, is it Hogwarts? <laughs> but if it comes at, at late at night on February 6th, I'm playing till like 3 a.m. Imagine if they delivered it in a Hogwarts envelope. I wish. It'll just be a, a crappy cardboard package. <laughs> but we're very excited about this game. Let us know your thoughts and get used to get used to more video game episodes. <laughs> get used to it, sister. Get used to it, sister. This is the first of many. <laughs> See you next time. Sick reference. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.